This is tired stuff, man. <laughs> tired stuff. It's a tired act. Shut up and sit down. It's a time of the year where you thank somebody and because they gave you stuff, because they might like you. Broken bicycles, old busted chains, rusted handlebars out in the rain. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go baste the turkey and hide the kitchen knives. Have a happy Thanksgiving. The wheels won't turn when the Welcome back to the Dot Podcast. I'm Jake Von Durgan. I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? Did you realize that I was an all-American in triathlon in 2017? In 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you know because he has this sticker. <laughs> what, I always what feel were the like qualifications for all-American? I forget. The, I don't. the qualifications are as follows. You must be able to breathe. <laughs> While running, <laughs> you don't have to. You don't actually have to finish a triathlon. No, no, no. You, no, no, no. You no. have to have thought about doing. A but triathlon. you could. All you you do need to pay your USA triathlon <laughs> entry fees, which I haven't done since twenty seventeen. So basically, you bought that sticker for a twenty percent uh, tip. Yeah. You know, they this. It's, <laughs> I even didn't. It's, it didn't even go that far. I think it's. it's like, I think it's top twenty percent in your age group, isn't it? Wasn't it something like that? I have no idea. By some. Arbitrary point system, always, which I have no clue where that I always felt like this whole thing was just. Oh, yes. it's, it's Iron Man's AWA. Yep, I'm an all-world athlete, gold, silver, or bronze. You're like that's your transition point. Which actually, I have talked to some really competitive age groups that that matters because, yep. like in those really intense transition situations, if you have a better transition spot, that's True. worth it. Like that is. Definitely I was worth it. one of those things, the all-world athletes, for a couple of years. Anytime I did an Ironman, you would be like for the next year or year and a half right oh it lasts so, year okay gotcha yeah or whatever after the race and then the following year and it's I just junk yeah I just feel like oh, you sure. get stickers and it's like a showy thing like I'm gonna show you is anybody not bronze mm. like are there people who are not all world athletes yeah if you've done oh, yeah. more than just like one or two no yeah lots of people are really? it's just I think I don't remember they're just gonna the- keep on raising that because they're like sorry man bronze you gotta do eight now yeah, <laughs> gotta get through eight of these. <laughs> yeah, it's just bad. Keep on doing them. <laughs> it's a, it, and but I do see that people are very proud of that thing. They get like a luggage yeah. tag. It's like cool it's stuff. Cool. It's cool. It's if it, it makes worked. you do more races. It's cool. I whatever like I will yeah. say is like as if a marketing coming back for Ironman that worked. Whatever yeah. that is, probably doesn't cost them. You know, it's pennies on the dollar for those guys. We'll send you a sticker. Put it on your coffee mug. <laughs> to Matt's left and across the table from me, Mr. Evan Price. No, oh my God, man. The pool was so cold this morning. If I was wearing a Speedo, it really? was, oh, it was freezing this morning. I'm like, dome, my hands are still the cold. Dome off. The dome's down. Yeah, the dome's down. So we're in the indoor was pool. Was the water cold? It was so cold. Why is the indoor oh pool? Yeah. <laughs> the water was cold. The water was cold. <laughs> Thank you for picking Seinfeld. up on that. Seinfeld. 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 So, <laughs> why is the indoor pool cold? Because that's the one for the oldies. 
Yeah, and by because, oldies, I mean people well, my age. And I think they did it as a slap to us because we complained, us swimmers, I didn't, but I know other swimmers were, complained that it was too warm. And they're like, okay, we'll and see. And then they're like, oh, really? It was too warm, on. buddy? They're like, well, what if we just turn the heat completely off? And they're like, yeah, it's not cold. And then I get out and I cannot feel my hands. <laughs> it, if it's really, if it was really that cold, it must have been 60 degrees. Like yeah, because really I, cold. I usually handle cold water pretty well. And even when I hopped in, I was like, this is cold. So like 68 is good water temperature and like any like two degrees it's huge and in, in like in pool, in pool water it's it's huge two degrees yeah. is huge big difference 102 is the only water i will get into there you go hot <laughs> tub, hot, tub. hot <laughs> urine 110 is nice <laughs> <That> yes <too>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> hot bacteria floating urine oh. <laughs> but anyway yeah. i am drinking so i'm trying some new ghost flavors out here they uh, have sour flavors why has ghost what? not reached out to you to, for sponsorship that's i still haven't sent him that email i need to send him a big email ghost please sponsor me so sour patch kids <laughs> red berry because I am 12. Tell them that, <laughs> yes. Ethan is too mature to drink this. <laughs> is oh. it good, though? Yes, it's delicious. It is, it is very good. And to be honest, so they actually have a YouTube channel. They do very cool marketing. Mm-hmm. The guy who... You're, you're subscribed to their channel? Yes, I am, actually. <laughs> so, I bet they're cool, the, you know? It's yeah, cool. no, they're, they're very cool. The, the guy who is the, the nutritionist, I'll say, but, but behind the formula is very open about what they actually put into there. And they're like, sugar. They do not do that. Yes, lots of sugar, but they do not do the crazy amounts oh, sorry, of you? caffeine or dangerous, like, caffeine replacements that you see in a lot of, like, the other, like, rain and stuff like that, if you've ever seen those gas station. Okay, so it says zero sugar. But yeah, you, but they have sugar replacements. Right. There's a difference between zero sugar and actually zero sweetener. Sucral- they have a lot of Sucralose. Other, yeah, that's another sweetener. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I wonder how much. I'm sure there's some nutritionist listening to this has, right now, and they're like, "It actually says oh cancer." God, so bad for cancer. You. They just cancer. Yeah, it just causes <laughs> it's cancer. The colon kind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, do you get a tingly feeling from this? I do not. No, okay, it's cause, fine. Because you know, I'm sure some of that stuff would. I mean, I get dizzy, and then you know, like I have diarrhea for three days after. But outside of that, <laughs> it's, it's worth fine. It. It's yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> My pee is green after, but. Yeah. Whatever. Perfectly normal. You know. <laughs> Epic focus. Zero There's sugar. my, and the other two guys are drinking boring stuff. Healthy for you. We got sparkling water Coffee. and two coffees. My yeah. daughter's recently, Certainly. not recently, maybe like in the last like six months, two years, started drinking Red Bulls. Just oh, Red for, Bulls. Gotcha. I mean, she's working quite a bit actually. And she's, yeah. you know, taking like honors and AP classes and she's starting the caffeine. Cycle. Doing the whole thing. And, <laughs> yeah. and she hasn't quite made that leap over to just coffee yet. So she's been working that in a little bit. Yeah. And I, gosh, I went to Costco, how many Red Bulls like a, a week do you think she's taken in? Maybe three. Oh, she's fine. Maybe four. No, I fine. don't know. Maybe yeah. something like that. But anyway, I was going to get her some at Costco. I'm like, okay, I'll get her some here just because it's probably gonna be cheaper yeah. for like a little flat of those things. It's like 37 bucks. Yeah, but it's a ton of them in there. So that's the way that we buy them. I've worked it out. You uh, save money that way. Well, of course you, you save money, but still. Yeah, but you don't want to drink it that much. <laughs> why is it so expensive? These are like, I mean, is that why they have such a huge budget to go (laughs) put on all these events (laughs) and sponsor all these apps? You got to pay Wout. Well, this is the thing is, I mean, I I, I love Wout and I love Hayden Wild. So I have to keep on buying Red Bull because I want them to continue to be rich in this sport. Was Tom (laughs) Pitcock wearing a Red Bull helmet this past weekend? That's a good. Lance was at the race. And I think I saw in the video, Pitcock was like way off the back. I thought he got second. I did. He did. He was at the very beginning. He had some sort of mechanical or something happened. And yeah. Like everybody goes by and then like 30 seconds later. Here comes Pitcock. Yep. Yeah. But he got so fit. Closed yeah. the gap and got second. I know. He even talks about, he's like, oh, I'd burn out. Like I had to like take a break and then comes back and it's just like 
the, in elite fitness so. still. You're like, oh, man. Anyway. Cool. I, I would love to get burnt out and be that fast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to end up buying all those and have her just polish off the whole case because, you know. <laughs> yeah. And if, if she's, I think she's buying these on her own. I mean, she's got money and whatnot. That's cool. Yeah. So if I buy her too much, then she'll be man. drinking too many of them and then I'll start drinking them. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll have one. I'm like, nope, not going to go down that slippery slope. So <laughs> yes. I just think like that age, like she's like Six, 17? 16. Um, 16. It should be 17. In it's six, just that months. age. I see so many kids drinking. Uh, they're all drinking energy, energy drinks. You they're know, all hey, you know I mean, I had, I, I talked to an older patient about this who like, she, she, she's talking about like her grandkids are always drinking monsters. And she's like, you know, I used to think it was really bad until I realized that at her age, I was smoking a pack a day. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, you yep. know what? I guess if you're going to choose between yeah, the two, true. pretty sure an energy drink is going to be a little better option than smoking I a pack a day. I remember though, there was a, chunk of time probably a good three years where i was drinking two of those monsters a day yeah and that's just not good yeah and no. i quit them cold there, turkey there, and, there's a know. hard threshold on like what's yeah. good about and this is why really the only time i drink probably three a week quote unquote casually where just like my morning drink sure. and the only other time i touch energy drinks is in my nutrition during rides which yeah. is i mean we're talking jet fuel at that point that's just getting absorbed instantly there's how, no how's your training going we can move this right into a back there we pedal. go back pedal yeah and, let's back pedal let's, go. how is it going Need. It's going great. I am locking into some good fitness. Yes, it is nice to really be breaking down and restructuring the swim stroke. It is really? feeling better. It's you know I'm not expect. I'm I'm very realistic with, with with my swim. I'm not expecting big jumps, but I am expecting that in the next two years I will be a mid pack swimmer. So that is the direction we're going. Is it is it going to happen? Just like am I just going to hop into Palm Springs? No. And like swim in the 26s out of nowhere? No, I don't think so. I think I'm still a 27, 28 guy. I was going to say, if you swim 27, 28, that should yeah. be what we expect. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's where I'm coming out in these swims now. Unless it's every once in a while in the circuit, you'll run into a race where it's like, oh, you know, if Ben Canute comes out in 25, don't expect you're going under, you know, yeah. what you usually are. You're, you're going slower. Is but. he running that race? He's doing Arizona. Actually, no, ben, ben just did wait, Arizona that's right, yesterday. They just did it. Yeah, yesterday How, was such wait, a great race. Let's do our res, whatever that's, race result thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What happened at Arizona? Lance is I actually not here, don't know. So, so we get to take over this. We'll do Well, we already talked about we'll do the forward, second. We'll do the forward pedal for that one. But this yeah, so basically my, my yesterday was training and watching Ironman Arizona and coaching. And, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, just I had my two, three hours of coaching. I just sat down to watch the race. But um yeah, no, it's it's going great. I am training less hard so, so so i'm training mm. more hard less frequently mm. so my key sessions are very big days now huge okay. days a lot of focus a lot of hard sets like saturday is a good example is you hop into a three and a half hour bike with eight by 12 minutes at around 300 watts going into a 30 minute 545 pace run so okay. it's big days focus days the easier days are way easier and they're more focused on swimming. That's really the only major changes and a little drop in volume, which has been great. What has so. been the biggest paradigm shift for you in working with a coach as opposed to doing yeah. what you were doing before? The swim focus. It's, swim it's, focus. it's been, so we're, we're doing a good job of my, I'm reframing myself to not even worry about my bike and run fitness. I have put so much work in the last decade into my bike and run fitness yep. that I'm not, I know I'm going to hit. It's there. Yeah. I'll hit, I'll hit the start line at Palm Springs and I'm, this is, yeah, this is going to sound so cocky, but I'm trying to be less of that just like passive, like, oh, you know, hopefully the day brings a good result. Like, I know I can be one of the best bikers in the field. Yeah. Like, if we have 40 guys and it's not a world championship, I know I can have the 10th to 14th best bike okay. somewhere in that range if guys aren't playing drafting mechanics. And I know that I can run 
faster than I've showed. So I'm, I'm confident in those two. Do I have a top 10 run yet? No, I don't think so. I have a lot of respect for the guys that are running fastest. And yeah. guys who are going under 110 right now, they are animals. Like those guys are incredible. So I'm, yeah. I'm not that. I'm but going to be a 115. Gonna, I don't know if you're going to see that at that race. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, Yelly Geens threw down a sub 110 there. Ben Deal can run for some odd reason. Ben can run what on that heck, course man? great because he was a great cross country runner back in the day. There. Yeah. Um, that's his no, style. No, Ben's, Ben's chopping that race this year, which sucked. He, okay. he, he actually put a post out about that. He's just kind of going into his offseason. He's feeling tired. Yeah. Uh, but there's still going to be like 50 guys there on the start list. So it's, it's going to be a big race. I wonder if like Sam Long would show up. He would be a That's big, his plan, big apparently. Man. Oh, really? That's his plan. So we'll see. We'll see if he goes. He could use a. I think he needs I mean, a good race. I think he needs, he needs a, a win. Race. He needs something. <laughs> he needs a win. He yeah. should. He would be a, he He's be fit. a front he need, runner for he needs sure. He's got a good race. Yeah. Do you but feel would. like you need to be more accountable to somebody and you're, you're trying to make somebody happy and you're trying to like yeah. get approval of yeah. this, this person. It's like, it's like that, that, that like dad complex where you're like, you want to make yeah. dad proud or yeah. whatever. And like, sure. I mean, I, you know, I coach 18 people and that's where a lot of my mental energy is. And Elliot's a little bit older than me. He, Elliot's been in the sport forever. Elliot like raced and trained with Ben Hoffman when he was starting in the sport. So he's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like he has seen, he's, he's coached draft legal He's coached, you know, like pros across the non-drafting circuit. And you ju- I just trust that he's seen enough and knows how to adapt his coaching that like, A, you know, we, we talk through things. Like there's definitely times where I'm like, yeah, I think we need to change this. Mm. And we talk through it, which is good. But like it's, it's finally good to I, – I realize that at some point you've got to bring in somebody else at this level. Everybody's fast. Like every single guy I'm racing now – in the mid pack is getting better. So yep. if I'm not doing little things to try and get better, like you're, I'm, I'm going to get left behind. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get left behind the sports insanely fast. We, we were just it's talking way, about this after Arizona. It's, it's way better than it was five years ago. Yeah, and this, and this is a problem is the points in a, the, the, the sport is in a strange transition point because you do have some, and it's great. Cause I love seeing like the Matt Hansons, um, mm-hmm. guys who have been in the sport for a while. I'll throw Hoffman in there too. Yeah, and they're sure. adapting. Those guys realize like the sport's not what it was five, 10 years ago. I need to change how I train. I need to get better. How does and someone they like, do that? Yeah. Those two in particular, it's like they're great athletes, like, yeah. like top five in the world championship five years ago. But now things are different. I mean, Hoff was like 25th, was second, I think, at Kona. One year. He was yeah, second well, one I'm year. Saying, I'm saying like this no, last year. This last year, year yeah. was 25th. Yeah. I just don't they, see They realize that the times jump. are changing. They, they do. Oh, brutal. And it's, and it's tough because I think that they were great names in the sport, but it's the people who cover the sport need to change. They need to realize that the, the sport is changing rapidly. Yep. And if they're not going to keep up, you know, it's going to be. Is this the slow twitch of the world? Like, yeah, like exactly. They're like, okay, Matt Hansen is in this race. Well, like, guess what? There's yeah. 25 There's other guys other, who can run yeah. that marathon split. Yeah. 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 Two Norwegians specifically. Yeah. <laughs> There's. But yeah, it's, it's fun to see. But yeah, it, bringing in a coach and having that change has been my. My backpedaling, it's been fun. It's been good to let go of that for Can a little bit. Can you feel any swim differences? Yes. Yeah. I actually have video proof, too, not just in my head proof. So it is good to is see. Is it the, the volume or is it the, is it the focus on stroke? Both. And we do a lot of race pace volume. Like we do, we got each big set is like 2,500 to 3K worth of like work. Dude, that's, that's like half Ironman pace. A lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So for, well, okay, I can. Yeah. When do you yeah. take off for Palm Springs? Next, um, if today's Monday, not this week, not the week of Thanksgiving, the next week, Thursday. 
Gotcha. So yeah. are you going to call your shot? Or are you going to just go into it quiet or so what it's going to depend on who shows. This is such a late race game. It's, it's really going to depend on who shows up. Yep. My, my main thing, and I realized this after Augusta, I want to be in the race coming off the bike, like off the bike. I want to be like in the places 11 to 19, mm-hmm. like somewhere in there. And going into the second 10 K I say this each race, but really this is where these races are made, made and break is I need to be racing that last 10 K. So I would love to say I can be top 15. It's going to depend on who shows up on the day, but that's kind of the expectation is I need to be top 15. Gotcha. Yeah. And I can't remember, is Josh going with you to this or yeah. no? Yeah, yeah, Josh Josh will be there. How's, how's yep. he like in the coaching situation? He's liking it too, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was good for him because I think that he would have been more aggressive with his training coming off Kona and having somebody to hold him back a little bit that's was good. probably good. Yeah, because he'll, he'll be coming in. It's few, probably easier for fresh. you to look at the coaching stuff, like not towards yourself, but towards Josh and mm-hmm. see, like, it's easier to judge, I think, other people it when is. you're comparing yeah. it. Like, yeah, it definitely when you're, when you're looking at yourself, it's, you're too close to it. Exactly. Well, and I mean, Elliot Coach is a young guy that I really like. His name's Ernie Mantell. Um, and Ernie's been in the sport for a long time. I think Ernie, I might be getting this wrong. Ernie, I think, was a collegiate champ back when he was at Arizona State. And uh, Ernie's a great kid. His brother was a pro. He's Ernie's been a pro for, like, four or five years now. And uh, he used to his first full in Arizona. And he went 830 in his first Whoa. pro race and was like 12th, I think. Wow. First pro. So it was good to see Ernie really buys into Elliott's be patient. Don't be too aggressive with your training. And it's paid off for him. So I like seeing that because I'm like, hey, I'd love to, I'd love to go 8 Is it influencing your own personal coaching? A little bit. A little bit. But uh, it's funny. The way that I coached myself was not at all how I coached anybody that I coach. Right. And, and a lot of people that I coach are, I coach three people. I would say that training is the focus of their life. Mm, three yeah. out of the 18, the other 15, there's a lot of other focuses, yeah. a lot. Well, so, so families, I, kids, yeah, so work, jobs, so stress and, you I know, met, uh, and they I don't come Nick from endurance somebody. sports. I met Nick somebody yesterday on the trail. Nick is pretty locked in. Nick is, Nick, Nick's a little different story. He's, he's pretty darn fit. He's trying to break, basically break he's three hours yeah. and get a Boston qualifier. Yep. Nice. For the marathon. Yeah, and he's and he's pretty darn fit. So so Nick is even though Nick has a lot else going on in his life, he's he's built a little different. And there are people I coach where it's I gave him some unsolicited advice. I'm like, here's what you should do. You want a Boston qualifier? Here's what you do. And I'm like, oh. And then you, Are you, you running hear, 90 miles a week? Well, you should be. You hear yourself talking and you're like, I should just shut up. The guy's got a coach. He just doesn't have a I know good his coach. coach. <laughs> you're, one, your coach is trash. You need a new coach. <laughs> Step one, yeah. fire Evan. <laughs> Step two, join the Canvas Cross Country team. Canvas Cross Country. Yes, you'll be ready for a 5K. Run one case all the time. Just nothing yeah. but one case. One case. <laughs> Love it. But he yeah. was super cool. Oh yeah, super. Nice yeah, time. he was on a gravel bike, so yep. Jake would like him. Hey, yeah, hey. sign him up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey Matt, you want to backpedal? Sure. Uh, I don't have that much to say. Ran a five k yesterday on the trails. Hey, saw that. good job. How yeah. were you feeling today? We barely missed each other. I'm a little sore. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm happy to be out and about, and a uh, couple of little indoor rides um, on Zwift. Zwifting, not using the uh, the other RGT or whatever. Yeah. Are you not a fan of RGT? Uh, no, I I like it. It's not well populated at this point. So you need more people around you. You need to be able to I, see more folks. I don't know that I do. So that's kind of a bogus response. I pay for Zwift. I'm not ready to cancel my Zwift. You're from the Pacific Zwift. Northwest. You should want to go on the forum that nobody else is on because then you get to be a hipster. And that is <laughs> well, it's just one of those things where it's like you're out there and just you feel like the you know tumbleweeds are going past you whatever it's fine 
it doesn't feel quite as and, and maybe that doesn't matter because sometimes I'll be like doing a workout or sometimes I'll be like watching a video, like just not paying attention Dude, I primarily at watch YouTube. I couldn't even tell you what Zwift course I'm on unless I'm right. like right, running right. one of the kids' practices. Oh, there is something to be said about that though because I, I, I feel what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, when you yep. ride, you'll see all the bots and like, oh, that's great. And then you see like a live person, like, ooh, 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 yeah. catch up to that person. Yeah. Hey, 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 friend. Hey, yeah. hey we're best <laughs> friends now. And then you go by them. So. But I'm also, this is really quite sad i am climbing up whatever the thing is to yeah. get the tron bike yeah. i've been doing that for like a year now oh you're getting close am yeah. i i have no idea well but probably i mean i probably am I i've been doing for, it for like a year i keep year. on forgetting to sign up for that i'm on level yeah. 53 and i still don't have a tron bike yeah. i i might be the highest level person in zwift without the tron bike uh, you, <laughs> you spend a lot of time on zwift oh yeah i mean i i and, and what stinks my pizza you, slices are through the roof yeah. like i have an insane amount of pizza you slices. can't get that retroactively which yeah i know right you, like you have to actually go in there and sign up go for the challenge. Sign up for it. I would love to send them a message and be like, God, please just like get, like, <laughs> nope. I'm almost, I'm creeping I, um, level 60 here. Come on. I was like trying to get this Tron bike last winter. Didn't get it. I don't know. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. I, maybe I'm halfway. I have no idea. I don't ever look at it. I it's only it. longer than you think. It's only it. worth I, it if you're doing like tough I, group rides and races though, is where you really like get the benefit. Of I don't even bike. care. It's just like a thing. <laughs> like, I don't even care about the, having the Tron bike. I don't even know it's if I would use it. It's the idea of having It's like, a, it's like <laughs> okay, I'm going to do, let's say I'm just going to do an easy ride or I'm going to do a workout or whatever. What would course you, are you going to choose? Would you call it the all world athlete? Sky or whatever. Yeah. Swift. It's like, World athlete. I want to be an all American. I had fun getting that because that was during the process of me like going through my rehabilitation yep. process with yeah. my shoulder and I was it's, stuck it's on the trainer for to, like to five point, months. Yeah, it's something to point to, which yeah. is I was just talking about this with somebody I'm coaching where I'm like, hey, we're gonna do some random Zwift races through the winter. Just and I was like, something. literally the only thing is just I just need you to have some some carrot because it's a long mm-hmm. off season. Yeah. It's, this is a very non this is not a great carrot for me because this is just like i don't care about this i am just barely getting on swift i just i'm just like but i want it i care about it enough to select the course yeah and that's it yeah because it gives you get a lot less mileage right oh yeah because once you get that bike you start changing everything to the other direction like oh well i was was planning on putting an 800 mile week in the last week of december do you want to know why just so my strava year end can look cooler yeah my (laughs) strava year end is gonna look ugly yeah let's not talk about that that's the worst year this i'll have less hours and less miles than the year i got hit by the car this year Mm. Oh man! The this last is my worst year by September, far October, and November have been yeah. terrible. I fell off a cliff because of my stupid thighs. So it yeah. is what it is. Well, and then also we got speaking of the guy who's texting us, Lance. Is, Lance up. probably had a little bit lower, lower mileage year too. I would think, all, right? All of us except for you. You you had to like double down to make up for the rest of us. Do you know what's really interesting? My Achilles surgery just this knocked is, me yeah, out. Yeah, I know. So this, um, I had heard the Norwegians, Gustav and Christian. Yep. Their yearly average in 2021, I think it was, for training was 23 and a half hours a week. Average. For the whole year. So this is, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. If anybody's ever watching, I'm going to really call her out on this one. Heather Jackson had the like, oh, you know, pro pro Ironman triathletes train like 35 hours a week. And nobody trains there. If you are, you are. Like one in a million right now. I've heard of a couple, like Vincent Lewis for a short bit, they said was actually training 30, 35 hours a week. But Jan was at one point. This is, this is how. Yearly average. This is, this hey, is hold thing. on. There's hold a huge on, difference between on. yearly average. And this is what you, like, when you, like I've done some Rudders big are running. the same thing. I oh think. yeah, they're yeah. like. Yeah. What? 
you peak out at oh. 100 miles per week, and that's yeah. what you remember. Yeah. You're like, I run 100 mile weeks. Guys, this just news. is. This, this just is. Some, some random cyclist Back just hopped Lance, on. Some guy from friggin' Europe. Hepler, where are Lance you, dude? Location. Hey, what's up, guys? It is uh, Lance friggin' Hepler. I am uh, walking through the streets of Amsterdam are at we, the moment. Like you do. Oh, are we interrupting his really busy day right now? I'm so glad he could squeeze us <laughs> <No>. in. <laughs> <laughs> My day is over at this point. We, I'm, I'm just tucking into bed. It is, uh, it's nighttime here, oh, but it, it's, it's all good. Have you stopped by the DC Rainmaker Cave? I, was, I have not. I know okay. he's in Amsterdam, but we just got here like he's from the Netherlands an hour he, ago. That's where he lives. He now. lived really. He lives in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea yeah. he lived in. Netherlands. He was just like we were texting this morning, and it was like, uh, oh, you were just six hundred. You're, you're just like, drop that real quick. Uh-huh. Just mess. <laughs> he was like, it's because he's got this like. Okay, so he has this. Um, it's like a. He, I don't remember what they call it. Like some sort of like come like in-house what do they call it open house dcr cave thing oh nice going on and he's like here's how much it costs for you to fly over here come over and i'm like dude i would love to i can't just drop my family and go apply <laughs> off to amsterdam <laughs> some of us can't I'm do that a surrogate over there you can be your proxy proxy what's that you can you're, be matt's proxy. proxy yep go over there and represent I, matt. i'll be i'll be your proxy i'll have to go i'll go over and bug him no i won't <laughs> it's it's night there. I'm sure he's not busy. No, Lance, just it go is, just go violently knock on his door and introduce yourself at 12 p.m. at night. <laughs> I'm Matt's friend. I'm Matt's friend. I can just look. I can just look him up on uh, on Google the DC Rainmaker Cave. And yeah, it, that'll just take me there, right? Yeah, yep, just probably just, would. Just ask him to share share his location with you. <laughs> oh yeah, we could look at Lance's location. Uh, Lance, you sent yeah. us some videos this morning, and we all thought you were. A freaking a hole, but yeah, so cool at the same time. I saw he gets arrested for his videos. They're like, "Oh, you're not allowed on that." Were you track. allowed to be riding on that velodrome? Is that open for the public? I okay. Well, so no, the, the broke gate the law. was open. So the gate was open, and there was a guy in there just running laps. He wasn't even cycling. It's like oh, the was dead. Okay, I respect that guy. It was, <laughs> Could you please get that was, guy's name from us? It's like part of a sports park. It's not just a velodrome. Huh. So there's like soccer fields and a locker room. I bet a, I bet you're and, allowed on it. I bet I bet you yeah, are. So yeah. it it looked like it was like public property, and and I mean the other guy he was just he was just running laps, and I, and I walked in and I I went Brandy get the bike I am gonna ru- I'm gonna ride a lap on this home. Okay, so we went right back. Real quick, describe said bike. That's the best part about this. I know I do I do love this bike. He's, he's trouncing around on. Okay, it is Get a the bike. It's yeah. It's a it's a foldable bike that folds down to like the size of a suitcase. So little twenty six inch wheels. It's a single speed, and it's got way too easy of a gear. So I spin out at like fourteen miles an hour. That, like dun 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 dun, 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 dun like circus music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this thing's a glorified unicycle. Really, <laughs> it's got a really short wheelbase, so I so you can like. I, I can wheelie out too easy. I'll fall out of it like too easy. So I have to be careful like bunny hop and stuff. Are you sure that's but a 26 that inch wheel though? Those look like at least yeah. 20 or 24s. Oh, maybe it's smaller. It, I, maybe I, it's smaller than it's 26. Small. I would say it's, it's a 24 if I'm not mistaken. It could even be a 20 because that's that's definitely not a 26. <laughs> Pretty awesome for traveling around with though. They, they tuck in really small and it, they've been great to have. I just, you know, I did a 15 mile ride and it took like two hours. Because you know, <laughs> did, you, did you guys of, rent this bike or buy just buy it and 
No, the there were there the place I rented the van from. It had an option to add two foldable bikes. I'm like, yes, just put them in there. It was like fifty bucks for the whole ten days. Fifty bucks for ten—that's five bucks a day for that Dude, bike. So worth it. That is a steal. <laughs> yeah, good deal. It's like a—it's like a ninety-dollar bike. Are you kidding me? They're—they're they're making out like bandits. They're, they're just, oh, that's true. It, yeah. It, yeah, he could have just bought. But the it's bike. been yeah. great. It has been—it has been fantastic because we stop at places if it's not raining, and we can ride the bikes instead of walking. We've just like seen so much more of a city by jumping on the bike and wheeling around. It's been. I could see all of Belgium that way. I thought you were going on a cruise. That starts, <laughs> that starts on Friday. Okay, cool. Dude, so, he's got so, a busy yeah. schedule. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you actually say where you're at and what it was that you rode on? Did, did we allude to that yet? The Perry Roubaix oh, yeah. track. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. I was on the Roubaix Velodrome, where the Perry Roubaix um, Monument race ends on. So I rode across the finish line with my hands in the air like an idiot. And you hold your um, bike over like, your head. You yeah. have to hold your bike over your head. That's a rule. Yeah. yeah. And then collapse on the grass. I did five or six laps around the velodrome. Um, I went the opposite direction of what you're supposed to do because a, I wasn't sure which way to go. And also, <laughs> I didn't feel like I was, <laughs> I, I feel like I was not worthy to ride it the right okay, way because I was on this dumb bike and I was poaching. And so that's I'm actually like, okay. a really really cool i mean this is like after watching you do that lance honestly i had to like add that to my my small bucket list thing that i'm going to do in yeah. europe one of these days like i need to make okay. it out there and do that 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 was not the coolest thing i did in belgium oh going to that cyclocross race you. was freaking amazing people the should follow lance race, on instagram they should yeah i've we we so we've been out on in the van for eight days we've visited 25 cities I'm not joking. Oh my God. We've been to, we've been to 25 cities. We have visited, we went to like 10 more cities than we had planned to just because we could, we just, we moved fast and loose and we saw all these really great places, but going to the cyclocross race, the world cup cyclocross race yesterday in Overeese, Belgium was amazing. And it wasn't even part of the plan. It was like, Hey, we're going to be in Belgium for the weekend. Brandy, I just want to see if there's a cyclocross race. Wait, there's a World Cup, and it's an hour away. We're going. Yeah, and you, <laughs> so, and, and you saw Clara Hungsy there too, right? Racing. How'd she end up? Yeah, she took seventh. Actually, wow. She had a she had a great race in Belgium. That's amazing. In Belgium, so um, yeah, she ended up seventh with the top ten for her in a World Cup in Belgium. That's Did, just like phenomenal. It was clearly, Lance, Lance being there. Yeah, I think so. I think it and was. And I feel like you should have talked to her and let her know. Know that it was Afterwards. because of you. Yeah, you, you, you helped her out. Well, she, yeah, you're welcome. I Keller. did. I did walk up to her before the race and said, "Claire, hey, it's Lance from Portland." She goes, "Oh yeah, I remember you." And and I'm like, "Okay, She's like, why are you here?" I'm like, "Hey, do you know where I'm sleeping tonight?" I'm like, I'm just, biggest I just fan. To be biggest in fan. Belgium. <laughs> and so and um, so and then we were screaming at her the whole time, and she actually like responded to my Instagram post. That's you know, actually pretty big. In it. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you were probably and the then, only one there where she's like anybody from the Pacific Northwest. Anyone from the United States. Yeah. yeah. Probably not very many from the United States. Oh, no, no. So we did that. And then and watching the men's, the men's race was just fantastic. It was full gas. Tom Pitcock in the world championship oh, yeah. jersey. The um, at, right at the start, he, he must have started. He had a problem with the shifting at the start. So the whole field goes 
goes, you know, all 50 writers and Tom Pidcock like four seconds later. It was by, more than four seconds, the, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was a, it was a good chunk of time, yeah. whatever it was, but yeah. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was a bit, bit more, but within, by the end of the first lap, he was in third place. Oh, jeez. Wow. So he just like rode through the field on that first lap, and then him and Van Turnout, um, they both kind of got away from everybody else, and it was full on muddy. It was pouring rain. I there saw pictures there. Drunk, yeah, really drunk cool. Belgians everywhere. <laughs> the course was amazing. I mean, I mean, it just ended up being a, like a really cool. Like, I even asked Brandy. I said, "Hey, what was your favorite thing we've done in this last, you know, ten days?" And she goes, "I gotta say, the cyclocross race was pretty fun." I'm like, "What?" That's really cool. <laughs> and all the that's other rad. stuff. Well, I mean, that's so you're, we, you're you're watching the the best country at cyclocross in the best country for it. So that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a once in a life. It, that's awesome. It was a it was a unique experience, like to see so, like all the pro riders. Each of the pro riders had their own RV and their own like <laughs> and their own like setup to do their warm up on rollers and their own ninety year old man to hold their water bottle hold for them. <laughs> and they, I mean, is that your dream job? All, <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm walking up and down like all the RVs and Pitcock. He was there by himself. He had. He had the full. If you see my my my, like my Instagram, two Ineos story, he had the buses in the car. And he, had, he had the full Ineos bus. He had a full Ineos truck that had the whole service course in it, and then he had a, an Ineos van and an Ineos like Subaru. There, there were there were four vehicles. Pitcock was the only Ineos rider there. Wow! So it was it was pretty crazy to watch. So did they have it was the best fun. the best setup? Did Ineos have the best setup? I think I saw that you saw or posted up uh, Ineos and then, uh, was it Cannondale's um, setup, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, EF, EF Education, nice. they also they also had, uh, yeah, you're talking about um, Pidcock's bike? No, just their just their whole, like, RV setup. Like, you know, just- so everybody else was in small RVs. The only other bus there was EF Education okay. or Clara Hansinger. Really? That's so, pretty cool. So- Clara, and then she has a teammate that also, Zoe Backstret, I think is her name. Um, so her and Zoe shared the, the whole EF education setup, which was which was a whole bus to themselves. That's so awesome. That, that was kind of They nice. allocate those yeah. kinds of resources for that just cool. one or two riders. Yeah. Did Ineos yeah. have any women there racing? I don't think so. Oh. I didn't see any Ineos women. But all the major hitters on the women were there as well. Um, Puck Peterese, I'm sure I said that wrong. She ended up winning the race. But Lucinda Brand was there. Alvarado was there. Clara was there. Um, I mean, everybody, all the main hitters were there. So, I mean, because it's a cyclocross race in Belgium yeah. on in November. I mean, it was just crazy. You can tell I'm kind of giddy about it. It was just a... <laughs> It was a it was a cooler experience than I expected. Thousands of fans, tons of people, you know, you know, buses and and RVs everywhere. It was just it was kind of crazy. Now so. Matthew Vanderpool returns to racing this coming weekend. You're gonna obviously not be able to go see that because you're getting on a cruise ship, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Where yeah. do you know Our, where they're racing this weekend? Um, there's another race in Belgium, I believe, but I think it's. In the northern part. I'm actually not sure where it is. Gotcha. So, 
And when does uh, yeah. Wout return to racing? Wout has he has planning to do that Christmas week, the week between Christmas and New Year's. They, there's like a race every day for like seven days. Oh wow! His he said that he his plan at this point is to do those races. Okay, but but he hasn't he hasn't like committed exactly to which one or anything earlier than that. So he might not race for a month still. So awesome. So what's next? You are going to dink around for a few more days and then you're getting on a cruise ship and yep. We are in Amsterdam for a couple more days. Um, and then we are headed to Greece. We're going down to Athens and then headed through the Greek islands for like six days and Turkey. And then we'll kind of, Round it from there. That's Will the weather the be warm down there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's a he's a very planned world traveler. I feel like <laughs> summertime <laughs> Greek islands is like the ticket, right? Yeah, but, so, yeah. yeah. yeah the, this trip has been kind of funny. We thought we'd, we'd see like seven cities. We had kind of mapped out like seven or eight cities we wanted to see, and we saw 25. I mean, we ended up doing three cities a day, which is... It's crazy. Pretty crazy that you, we did that much. But when you're moving fast and and you, you, know, you go to the bike. main part of town, <laughs> you jump nice. on the stupid little bike, you putz around, you know, we get to Prague and it's this giant city and we saw the whole thing in like three hours because we rode around the whole city on our bike. I mean, it was, you know, across the Saint, the Charles Bridge and, and we get to, you know, we get to these cool little towns in Germany that had, you know, these storybooks. I mean... I had so many cool experiences. It was it was pretty amazing. So you don't you don't want to hear that. You're just gonna hate me. People already hate me. They're just gonna <laughs> hate me. No, Lance, Lance, I don't hate you. I'm just intensely jealous of you. <laughs> you are seeing a lot of stuff really quickly. Is there anything that you think that my gosh, we need to come back here and spend a little bit more time in this in this city? Um, that's a good question. We kind of hit the highlights we wanted to hit, you know, we, we, one of the things we didn't do is we didn't like pay for museums or, uh, we ate on the road. We only, we only ate at a couple restaurants in those cities. Most of the time we ate, you know, on the road, we go to a grocery store and buy groceries and eat in the van or whatnot. And so that kind of, that kind of streamlined it for us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but then again, I'm kind of an experienced van lifer. I've been doing it for like four years. So you, you kind of know what works and what doesn't. And like finding places to sleep, um, in the van, in random European cities, we were able to do that, you know, every night, which was pretty cool without paying for a place. We never went, all the campgrounds are closed anyway. So (laughs) you just kind of have to find a place, but we always did. So. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. We we had hoped to go to Switzerland. We were going to go to Switzerland and Zermatt and the Matterhorn. Um, that was kind of hopefully on the plan. But when we looked at the weather, it was going to be snowing there. Huh. And we said, no, we don't want to quite do that. So that's why we ended up going through north through Austria. Oh, my gosh. We saw this cool little town in Austria called Hallstatt, which is right on a lake. It was like was like freaking Pinocchio lived there. I it, I don't know. It was it was just it was amazing the stuff we saw, and we saw a lot more of Austria and Salzburg and Prague, and I mean, it it's just been cool. Channeling your inner Geppetto, huh? I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's all been good. 
But listen, guys, I got to cut out. Um, I've got limited minutes, and I'm I'm spending them with you guys oh, because I love you. Man, so much. we so appreciate so, that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll I'll hang up, and you guys can bag on me for the next hour. Awesome. Send I'd us some excited. more videos so uh, we can share those with everybody that's uh, that's listening. Okay. So. <laughs> you got you to gotta share the one of me riding across the Roubaix, uh, uh, the, uh, the Roubaix Velodrome. That was hilarious, I thought. Will do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. All right, Take brother. Have fun. See All right. You. See you, Brandy. Bye. Bye. Do you want to backpedal, Jake? <laughs> I'm going to backpedal. All right. In the last five Did minutes. You get a frog? <laughs> Lance is an asshole. <laughs> That's my backpedal. Uh, Matt, were you done with your backpedal? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was also in, I was also in Prague, biking mostly, you know, racing and stuff. Yeah. But no, I mean, I don't really have any backpedaling. Me and Tom warmed up for his yeah. race. I decided to pull the plug before. Yeah, you know, yeah. Was, you got to give him a chance. I'm, I was messing with his gearing, yeah. you know, <laughs> right before the race. <laughs> I rode his bike around for a second before, and for whatever reason, he had some, some trouble, trouble at the start. I'm not sure why. But that's, yeah. Now, uh, my backpedal is just more the same. I, we did the juniors ride this past weekend, which was a lot yep. of fun. We had a bunch of kids come yeah. out, and that was a good time. And um, there's even more that are coming out, and it's going to be uh, kind of a fun thing. We've got some cool teammates that are helping out with that. So nice. fun to see that come around. And I've been just riding sparingly. My thigh is still an issue, and I'm actually going in to see a doc here pretty soon. Ooh. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. Not that yeah. anybody really cares. <laughs> it just sucks well, because know. I'm supposed to be doing work right now, and I, I can't. So yeah. it just doesn't feel right. Something Something's askew there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. We got... Uh, we want to do this right now? Sure. Okay, so let's see Patreon here. stuff? Yeah, I think it's time to do a Patreon stuff, you guys. Um, gosh dang it, where's the stupid music for that? Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, we don't need that. Okay, there you go. All right, sorry. Um, we've got some... we got goodies. stuff. St- yeah, I threw a couple things in there. We've we got, got things. a new um, bearing company we're working with, Kogel, that sent us out a bunch of goodies, and we tossed some stuff in there as nice. well. And Matt, you brought in a... Speed and cadence sensor and cadence a couple sensor. other things that we've thrown in there. Yeah. But if you want the heart rate monitor, I already took it. Yes, so, fight ha. heaven for it. <laughs> no, I will not be giving that up, no matter what. All right. I'm joking, if you really want it. Yeah. Dug around in the old Patreon bin and pull out a name here. Oh, we've got Mr. Terry Hamness. All Terry right, nice. Hamness, you win again because he's won before. You so. won a trip with Lance to Prague. <laughs> on, on Lance's dime, yeah. <laughs> on Lance's dime, and we find you in this Fully week. sponsored, so... <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Terry, you can come down and you can pick anything you want out of the bin, and there's a lot of stuff in there, some new T-shirts as well. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, we do thank everybody that is on the Patreon list and are supporting the show because that's what makes this little dog and pony show keep ticking along. Uh, we do have some carrying costs. That helps pay the bills. Everything's to you every single week. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon yourself so you can be uh, added to these drawings and whatnot, that'd be great. You can go to dialpodcast.com. Select, uh, select Patreon, the little link there. Go to the Patreon, pick one that works best for you, and we'll go from there. Just set up. All right, let's let's move on. Hot takes, hot mm-hmm. takes. So not hot, hot seat. No, not hot not, seat. Not, not, not hot, hot seat. seat. No, no, so no, no. Hot. no, no. That's so old. You know, it so is hot. So hot. Naked. That, that was hot seat. <laughs> hot takes. Um, hot takes. We've we we've each got a couple things. We we're talking about some um, topics, and everybody kind of had a little hot take, and, and it was yeah. one of those things, right? Let's just each bring a hot take to the... We mention hot takes all the time. We say, yeah. like, this is a hot take. Throw some random thing out there. Or just say devil's advocate. Now we can just replace that with, I got a hot take. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. So that was a pretty bad transition, but let's, there let's, we go. let's pick up and, <laughs> and do a better uh, little hot take here. So go for it. What you got? What's your hot take there, Evan? Hot take right now is... So this is going into the running world, but this also does cycle in a little bit into the cycling world because we talk about this on a yearly basis since probably, like, the 70s. It's kind of one of our favorite topics to yes, hate. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I have 
an endurance athlete that I look up to quite a bit. Much like actually, Lance Armstrong. I actually I really agree with you. I really like him as well. I am, at this point in my life, very used to my heroes disappointing me at some point. That's actually a good point. But Lance. you know, at the same time, I think it's very good to realize that like all these guys are human, no matter how much we like to believe that they are not. Um, and I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but there's some suspicious stuff going on. Yeah. So in the running world right now, our wonderful hero, Elliot Kipchoge, who is, if anybody doesn't know who he is, one, if you're a cyclist and you don't know who he is, just an appreciation of sport, you should probably know who Elliot Kipchoge is at this point. He might win Athlete of the Year, actually. The, I forget what group puts that on, but he's in the running for Athlete of the Year this next year. ESPN? Yes. Uh, I, it might be ESPN's. I forget. It's, it's one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. So he is the current world record holder for the marathon. He also, in a separate race, not the one that he took the record in, has gone under two hours With in an the, event put on yes. by Ineos. Right, the, the weird yes. setup marathon. Yeah, the, the sub-two project that was originally started by Nike's group. So, mm. Can I ask you a question about yeah. him real quick? Mm -hmm. If you had the opportunity to take your current fitness that you had, go get totally warmed up, and then race him in just the first mile of the marathon, oh, can you, like can you beat that, him? You so would, at that event... You, I know I can't. I, he would, I, I can probably break I mean, people my, from a bike. I mean, my <laughs> fastest mile, well, at this exact moment, I do not have mile training underneath me. But my, you would be close. I'd be, so I could stay with, if I took a month and just honed in fitness, I could stay with him through 3K probably and then be blown out. Yeah. It'd probably be around 3K. Isn't he averaging like four something? Like 438, I think, yeah. or something like that. That would be very difficult to do. Yeah. yeah What's the fastest difficult. mile you've ever run? I know it's completely 440, different. and that was a couple of years ago. 440. How about the you, fastest Matt? I've ever gone. Well, okay, so this is not fair this, because... Yeah. It's not, yeah. I, that, that was a 5K oh, oh, 10 wait, 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 wait. Right yeah. now? Not right now. Right oh. now, I could not keep up with him. <laughs> Actually, a quarter mile would really hurt. Yeah, no, that would really And it would just be like because of the... 70, 70. I mean, just under 70. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah. well, it's just under 70. But yeah, but like just moving your legs that way would yeah. just not feel people, good. People don't understand how fast that actually is. And then until you try back to in the day, I could maybe go with them for 5K. What was your PR mile? 14? Yeah, 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 four, yeah. Four, four, 14s, gotcha. No, no, high, 417. So, yeah, yeah, but that's like normal for college. Yeah. It's just okay. different than... than what you do, which is like half yeah, marathon exactly. training or exactly. Ironman training. So I would have to take a month to change. How years. does he stack up? And, and I'm, I'm not the runner. And I know that the, mm -hmm. the miles a little bit more anaerobic than it is aerobic in terms of it's a tough uh, run. It, yeah. It's like that tweener thing. When but you're, when you're a kid, you can go faster. You can go yeah. much faster. Yeah. So, yeah. but for him right now, how would he mm -hmm. stack up against the world's world's fastest miler? Oh, uh, probably not well. Not well. No. It would be an ugly race. The, fa the fastest milers right now are pretty crazy. So where would that crossover fast. be? Would it be about 3K? No. Um, he would actually do okay in the 5K. He do okay. He would do well-ish in the 10K. He could maybe win the 10K still. Ooh. I'm not sure if his kick is there. You're, I don't well, think he could. He could probably run with Chapter Guy. He'd probably stay around Chapter I, Guy. I don't think he but he's not going to outkick. He's not going to like. He's not going to stick with him in the last lap. He's not going to outkick some of these guys. He could make. Some he of these could young put, guys. like. He's one of those guys that could like make the finals yeah. in the Olympics. He is. Yeah, he has really honed in his. And and remember, Kipchoge when he was eighteen or nineteen, I think won the gold in the five k. Um, I believe he it was like he was bronze young. or silver or something. He didn't win gold. I thought he won. Um, we'd have to look that up. Okay. In the in the five k. Check, check uh, fact Maybe check I'm me on about that real 10K. quick. But anyway, fact he, check me real quick. But like he's like legit. He was so he a was, legit. He was a very runner. good 5K runner when okay. he was young. And then he he was very good for a bit. And then I think it was like right around the time that Mo Farah was coming into his prime is where Kipchoge was leaving the track. And that's when he made a transition into the marathon. 
And since he has made that transition to long, long distance road running, he has been the most dominant athlete in road running history for the marathon period. The guy, I think he had a winning streak of like, he had won like seven straight marathons or something like that. He, I mean, did the sub two hour project. He showed that he is the best period of all time at the marathon. And how old is he again? He's in his mid thirties now. Okay, uh, like thirty six, no, thirty seven. Yeah, he's way he's not, old. He's for, not. I just yeah, 30, checked this. He's right, not forty yet. He's like thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he is way old for what he's. I doing. mean, for elite running, that is old. Like you are. So yeah. it's safe to assume that he'll be in the next Olympics in twenty four. Maybe he. Maybe that's done. his goal. He said that he wants yeah, to, true. but okay. I wouldn't say it's safe to assume because. I mean, at that level, injuries can creep up at any point. So well, you never know. Assuming that nothing happens injury-wise, he should he be able to- He will be in Paris, I would say. Do you think that he'll have a shot at winning gold yes. for the uh, marathon? Yeah. I, I would he still wouldn't. say he will win gold because he'll he be 39. Be I think he will win gold again. I don't think anybody can beat this guy right now over the marathon he, when he's fit. Uh, Olympics is always weird, though, because they'll- It's a different race. They'll, they, I mean, it could be like really slow. Yeah. They'll, they could go like two- 13 like yeah. that would be slow for an olympics and they, that's what they could do i still don't think that he'll that let well. anybody do that i think he'll just run his race he's he's a pretty amazing athlete but to get to my hot take off of okay. all of that i say to say that this is my favorite athlete of all time next to lance armstrong those two are my rush more really? of of athletes the pick, pick too clean the cleanest athlete. the cleanest you know what what elliot has not been he is still clean in my i will until the day that it comes out that there is enough evidence to say that this man doped yeah, you're he's not, clean you're not me. saying that he's doping no. but what are some of the allegations so out there right now a couple weeks ago there was one of his very close training partners uh, Marius Kipsirum tested positive for EPO and testosterone, I believe. Now, that is one of his training part. Now, this is Kiplagat is a pretty insulated training environment where Elliot Kipchoge trains and where his camp is. Mm-hmm. So he he harbors a lot of these professional young runners in this environment. And if you watched closely, the sub two hour project is. This guy is loved by the professional running community around him, especially in Kenya. I mean, these are, he is the shining beacon of Kenyans, basically. A lot of young guys who, who flock to him and who really um, love, love what he does for the sport. So he's created an environment where these guys can come and train, and some of his close training partners have started to come under question and blow positives. So Kip Serum's going to be suspended for three years, um, he admitted to it, so he's not combating it. So he's a 204 marathoner. I mean, he's one of the best marathoners in the world. And, I mean, we're, we're talking from that two-hour project. Let me get this right. I believe it was 10 of those pacers from that group have tested, tested positive. Are you kidding me? Them. That's okay. So what's Which the testing? What's the testing protocol for them? Is it just random? We show up at your door and you're going to have to go pee in a cup or give her I a sample? I think or? that's primarily what it is. I'm sure before and after t- uh, race, big time races, I'm sure they're getting tested, but I think where a lot of these guys are getting popped right now is so during COVID era, WADA was not traveling across borders yeah. very frequently. So this is the big question with, if we really want to get into niche running world right now, Uganda has been throwing out crazy results in the last three years. Yeah. Specifically, WADA was not going into Uganda at that time. Okay. Well, if it's happening in one sport, you have to know for sure that all of the other sports are paying close attention to what are they doing? What are they getting away with? How 
how tight of a line where, can we walk? Where's water traveling right now, which is big. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this bridging this over to cycling. So, so we look at, does that mean Kipchoge is doping? No. What it does mean is there's drugs flowing near his camp. Mm-hmm. There are people doping that are around him that he's training with. And this is not, it's not like he's in New York city. Yeah. This is Kiplagat, Kenya. These are training, and these are small communities. The old adage is, where there's smoke, there's a fire. Yes. And this dude is putting out some unreal stuff at an age that's, it doesn't happen very often, Yeah, breaking world records. and Yes, and this is where, yes, in the marathon, you get faster as you get older is kind of the old adage, but the bottom line is he's racing and beating guys that are in their, I mean, there's a lot of fast marathons right now that are in their 20s, Uh like the mid-20s. So he is definitely, um, he's the outlier right now because you look at another guy that he's raced for a generation and Matt will be able to talk to this is Bekele is arguably the second or one B best runner of all time. So Kinesay is getting slower right now. I won't say significantly slower because I think last year he threw on a really fast marathon. He was like a second or two off of Kipchoge, but he's struggling this year with Maybe. he's bouncing up and down with injuries. He's showing his age more than Elliot is. I but will say, he, is he a touch older? He might be closer to 40. That's a good question. He might, but they're really close in age. I think. Yeah. We should look that up. Yeah. Important phone call. So, this just in. That was from Elliot. He's pissed at me. It's so Eli, Jake, put your phone on this is, mode. this is not me obviously accusing Elliot of anything because as I'm saying, he is on my Mount Rushmore of my favorite athletes, but this is a big topic in the running world right now because the bottom line is here. Here's the saddest part of this to me is there is this adage that like Kenyan and Ethiopian running is pure and Ugandan running is pure. These East African. Well, I think it's an outside look people who know running Matt knows running Matt has run with true doping is in that world. And it's the bottom line because they've never seen a Kenyan athlete dope before in In person, in person. In fact, they but you were, know how frequently they were they suspicious. They were suspicious of when I was training with Kenyans, they were suspicious of ibuprofen. They were suspicious of anything. Really? Yes. Yeah. That was 20 years ago. I think times things, have changed. Things have changed. Because unfortunately, there's oh. a lot of positives so, coming out of oh, I think my favorite running country I think it's in the world. rampant. And here's the bottom line is, well, I, was, I was listening to a podcast where a guy was talking about this really well. A Western world running specifically still much reflects cycling where it it's still a wealthy person sport it is like whether people in distance running want to admit it or not if you're a good cross-country runner in america odds are you probably come from a little higher socioeconomic area that is not the case in eastern africa in eastern africa it is still a way out of poverty yes. for a lot of people it's and the basketball of a hundred percent is yes exactly and you know, and, East Africa. Yeah, and so. here's and here's the bottom line is that if you take somebody who, I mean, I, I was watching a great older documentary, but it was talking about through, it was a guy who went out and followed the struggle of some very lower level Kenyan uh, pro runners. Pro is a strong word. They were just making prize purse money is basically all that they were doing. They weren't sponsored or anything. These guys were working manual labor all day and running 100 miles a week. Now, my, my always great question with that is, how many of those guys could you take, give them money where they can rest all day, and all of a sudden they could be one of the fastest guys in the world? They could be competing for a medal. But it's, it's if you offered those guys who are really struggling through something that nobody listening to this podcast can relate to because nobody here is a poor farmer. It's, it's, the way I like to think of it is like there's poor in the U.S., 
Oh, and then there's poor over and there. There's poor different world. And Kenya, Not and even. Like, yeah, you can't whoa. even compare the two worlds. It's yeah. two different worlds. It, to me, that's and, the really like and scary I mean, part. I can't even fathom mentally the dedication that those guys have to that. I mean, it's insane to me. Like that level of toughness and dedication. But if you offer somebody in those situations, say like you know, and you and you're oh. not very educated either at that. I mean, like really understand like the, the, these people are obviously they they're not going to higher education. They don't. If a pharmacist tells them like, "Oh, you're really tired all the time," I got something for you. I can help you out. Oh, I think it's rampant. I'll tell you what. Uh, me in that situation, I'm not going to sit here and be the moral high road and say no. I would say no for the pure for the, the purity of, of the sport. For the purity of the sport, I won't do it. How I would take that even, drug. How many 100%. of them? Just don't know any better. Yeah, that's and that's the, the other big question. And then once well, they get forty the of world, your friends are doing it. Yeah, and then yeah. and then once like, maybe they do get that Nike or Adidas sponsor, and then they realize they're like, "Oh, wait a minute," like I might be taking EPO. <laughs> like like I might I might be on something that is not like they this said is this bad. was this is this was vitamin this, E. They, yeah, they just said that this was recovery vitamin vitamins or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Then you you realize like maybe they get in their head that if I don't take this, maybe I can't I can't compete. I, yeah. I, I can't be what I think I can be. So, so package it up in one nice little tidy sentence. What is your yeah. hot take? My hot take is that there is a lot of the elite running world right now that is taking drugs. A lot. What do you think Kipchoge? Kipchoge I think, think he's on something. My hot take is I do believe that Kipchoge at some point in his career has taken, he has walked the line at the minimum. Okay. Other sports have been under much tighter scrutiny for all of this. Cycling, I think, is probably the one that the we can come to tight, because yep. it's got such a jaded past. I mean, it's got a storied past. It's got so a does jaded running. Past. Running is running does. I just don't think it made the. It doesn't as consistently make the news cycle. I will it's say it's not. It's it's popular because a lot of people do it. Obviously, it's like mm-hmm. one of the biggest sports in the world. But it but is it is it up there with cycling in terms of like the the stage that it's put on? Yeah, I, I mean, think so. You guys don't necessarily have I think running is a more popular sport than cycling. I think cycling has a different like pro piece to it. Yeah. Whereas like you have so many runners that don't you know like marathon yeah. runners don't know who Kipchoge is. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, but a, then you've that's got, a very good But point. like cyclists- Every road racer that, like, knows who Wout Van Aert is. Not everybody who yeah. lined up for the New York City Marathon has any idea who won the New York City Marathon. True, sure. Yeah. But I do think that cycling has had a big problem in the past. Mm-hmm. Running mm-hmm. has too, and it's had some bad press. It just doesn't get quite the headlines as yeah. much. Yeah. Well, pe- because there's, because people it. don't care. Yeah, and and it's 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 just like you said is that I I do think most people lining up for a running race wouldn't always consider themselves running fans. You right. know, yep. there's a difference. Everybody signing up for a road race and cycling, most area, let's say ninety percent, probably have some knowledge of like who's going to be in the tour that year. Yeah, who won Perry Roubaix that year? Like they have some idea, and if they don't, they probably want to know. Like they'll they're kind of going into that world. Not always the case in running. So again, r- running is going to have a little bit more of a jaded past and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There, but. They're they're trying to clean up their act and they're they are testing a little bit, but there's still a lot of people that are pushing that 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 line that, that yeah. they're walking a very very thin rope with respect to the things that they're doing and that they're getting away with. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a certain amount of suspicious activity going on that we don't know about because they're always going to be a step or two ahead with it being. I don't either. even think they're a step or two ahead. So you got to think of a lot of East Africa's doping is actually a step or two behind. Yeah, so that's probably why these guys yeah. are getting caught though. But and yeah. so they are. Yeah, I agree with that. They're probably getting caught. More frequently. And I am all for the conspiracy theories on does Nike and Adidas and big, big money want to see all of their pro East African runners test positive? Absolutely not. No. So is, I mean, let's, is it that wild to think that WADA is like 
somehow been infiltrated by no of course they are like i mean let's but look 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 back just at just at the lance era mm-hmm. you know i mean like obviously there was going to be a large portion of the peloton testing positive if they really wanted to lock down well you toss some money at water you toss some money at the testers and you make sure that like your big names don't get our popped. big names aren't getting popped yeah like like let's keep everybody undercover here i think that's my hot take is that i I do wonder if there's been a test from Kipchoge or suspicion, and they're just saying, like, hey, what money is coming into Marathon right now is only because of this man. We bury that right now. Yeah. I would say Think that's probably... money Lance brought into cycling. I would say that's probably yeah. the running government body that would bury that as oh, opposed yeah. to... The like, actual testers, WADA. WADA no. or Nike. But WADA or, will gladly take money over that, I'm sure. So yeah. here's the thing with Nike. They're a massive company. They yeah. have... They know in their contract, you get busted for drugs, you lose your contract. It's yeah. just it's just a, a little flag in their little contracts goes with all their pro athletes. That's it. That's all. They're, they're done as far as that they're concerned. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. be like, you should do d- drugs. You should do this. You should do that. They're not telling Alberto Salazar that he should do, you know, coaches athletes a certain way. Yeah, no. That's they the problem is a lot of they people don't care online as long as, as long as you don't Nike. Well, Nike, Nike doesn't care as long as you don't make bad press for them. As right. soon as you make bad press, you're gone. But I don't think that Nike is technically going to be like going through more steps to make sure that they're like staying on top of this because if they can bring in the fastest runners in the world to yeah. wear their shoes and sell the next percents as much as possible, sure, they'll you know do whatever for Historically, that. Historically, they have been bad at taking the extra steps to make sure their yeah. athletes are clean. And I think that's their only mistake, but it's not, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's more of the relationship between the running governing boards and WADA than it is like Nike or Adidas throwing money at WADA and saying like, eh, keep hush hush about this, you know? And, and here's the thing, WADA, are they really going to go to, you know, Rift Valley area? <laughs> yeah, consistently. Probably consistently not. It's easy, not easy to travel to. These to. Camps it's not easy to travel. During COVID. Yeah. No, no, come on. Like no. this is just, there's, it's very hard to get someone who's going to be testing people out there. Yeah, exactly. And on the defense of Kipchoge, I will say that those camps are big. Minimum of 100 people. Yeah. He runners. might not know what's going on all There's of those camps. No I'm way sure that, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. He probably I, goes back home and does his own thing. I'm sure he's not like, I'm sure there's not 12 of them secretly in his basement, like shooting up together or whatever. Like it's. We don't know. No. What do you think he is doing that's legal? That's, that's that's maybe like the little bit of that gray the line. Yeah, I actually don't think he would be Kipchoge. At least from what we know of him, is the most obsessively consistent, like and simple. Keeps everything very simple. Hmm. So I'm sure that he's doing things very similarly to what he was doing when he was 18, 19, 20. Yeah, very simple, very consistent. I still believe to this day, regardless of what if he has or hasn't done, if he's clean. My God, it goes down that he's the greatest endurance athlete that has ever existed. Period. Here's the thing: I if think he's clean, that's a like the if, end, bar let's, none. Let's say he's using, and then he, you know, he wasn't using. He's probably still a two hundred five, two hundred six guy. Oh, like, it doesn't even matter. If you take drugs away entirely from everything, Kipchoge is still the greatest marathoner right. of all time. There's, it's just one of those yeah. things. Kind of like, I mean, a lot of people would argue this with Lance, where it's like everyone else is doing away, drugs, yeah. and it's kind of the same thing in a lot of these sports. Yeah, like, these are these are not magic pills. They are a percent or two, I'm sure, improvement. But when you're talking running times that fast, it's there's still leagues to this. You know, what I mean, like a two twelve guy is not going to start taking EPO and be a two o two guy next year. Right. That's not how it works. And I am not a doer. I mean, like I'm I'm saying that as, as if I'm like an authority on this, but I know no, how just, physiology works, and it does not change overnight. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, you you don't just wake up the next day and you're no, you got to oh. put in the effort and the work. And if yeah. you're later in your career, it's probably too late. Like, sorry, you're you're not seeing massive improvements like that. But when you're talking, these guys at the very top. Yeah, I the mean, difference between breaking two right, hours and not breaking two hours. If you're doing it right, it is the difference between that. Yeah. Do you think it's that the they, difference between two hundred two and two hundred one? Do you think yeah. that they drug tested when they did the Ineos sub two no. hour challenge? <laughs> no, they did. Are you what's kidding the me? Motivation Why for that? would they want like, to drug gonna, test that? Yet. We're going to break all the rules and see if a human can go under two hours. But we're going to drug test. Yeah. no, we're not going to drug test. <laughs> like I mean, aerodynamics. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea if they drug tested or not. No, I bet if they did, I'd be. It almost I'd be, be shocked. They probably wanted them like three weeks in advance. Like, hey, by the way. At 6.30 a.m. on this date. No. We will be testing you. They're <laughs> please, probably like. Please be clean. <laughs> they were probably like, you will not be tested. Yeah. Let me make that very clear. Yeah. You will not be tested. As the documentary camera comes by, they're like, and he will be tested at 6.30 a.m. And it turns off. Never mind. That's fine. We that's can go funny. and skip that. That's a good joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was what I would say if the camera was still on. What's the long-term effect of taking EPO that's been administered by a doctor that's monitoring you from a physiological standpoint? Is there a downside to that? Or is there something where like, you run the risk of like, yeah, embolism Strokes. or a stroke or something yeah. along those I once, lines. I once had a really funny argument with a buddy of mine who was, now looking back, we were just young idiots arguing about things that we were just reading and research, but he was he was a resident. He was he's just a primary care doc and was um, arguing with me about this. He was a cyclist. And I was saying, I'm like, I think that actually it could be beneficial for Tour de France riders because I actually think it, it, it allows for less strain on the system under this intense load mm. of training. Um. What I don't agree with is I, I think that messing with the endocrine system, so when we're talking hormonal doping, whether yeah. it's testosterone, anything yes. like that, steroids for bodybuilders and all of that, obviously, I think that is where you can see some long-term issues because the endocrine system is so wildly important. But EPO is part of the endocrine It's It triggers the endocrine system to create more red blood cells. So yes, you're still messing with that system, mm -hmm. The big question is, what does that do to your red blood stimulation when you're not on EPO and you're in That's your 60s question. and 70s? I don't know the answer to that. Metapoiesis just falls off Maybe. the map and you just I mean, all of a sudden who knows? Yeah. Like falling over faint all the time because you've got no blood yeah. oxygen and, on and, and And I do think if it's not prescribed correctly, just like we talked about, yeah, there's big risks of, of I mean, there's strokes not a, and all that. I mean, that's that's real. Of, of yeah. all the performance-enhancing drugs, that's Probably one of the safer ones. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's literally Not prescribed that many people as have, a. I mean, well, well yeah. so so are steroids and all of that. But I mean, sure. it's it's prescribed for medical reasons. Is it there is. another mechanism that you can use to this simulate that? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, yes, there's, there's lots of them. This is this they is all the stuff that we're probably going to find out in the next twenties. Is this is EPO was is, just the most effective. There was yes. something. There was something really xenon easy. Gas, I know that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Xenon gas, which and, they banned recently, but it's like you could just go to any place and pick up xenon gas and like. Do a mask oh, full yeah. it, and uh -huh. it would like stimulate your red blood cells yeah. to go. Well, crazy, and there's crazy stuff like that. I mean, there's you know you can go down massive rabbit holes of this stuff. Um, I'll I'll be honest. I think, and kind of our 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 goal around this hot take, as we were talking before, was where is that line between cheating and just trying to get the most out of yourself? And this is the great thing is I don't think we all know. Like that's a line that's. We've been walking since probably the 70s when a lot of this stuff has come out that like what do endurance athletes use to try and get that extra edge? Because here's here's an here's an interesting take I heard recently is if you're somebody who's wealthy enough to like invest in glucose monitoring, in really nice power meters, in a Wahoo trainer that can lock you into erg mode, into martine gels, all of that, 
isn't that kind of, I mean, the cheating. Yeah. I mean, to sell, well, I, I'm, I'm saying like from the yeah, spirit yeah, of cheating point. when you yeah, have an advantage point. over somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Now let's take me as a poor kid in Ethiopia who wants to professionally ride bikes. I don't have a Wahoo trainer. I don't do have erg mode. Do you have a bike? I definitely don't have martini gels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably eating bread in between. Like, do, yeah, do I even have a bike? Like, all of these things. Is that kid taking EPO? Is that that much more of an advantage over me being able to live in a low stress environment with a Wahoo kicker and Morton gels? Now, I've heard this. Know. I've heard this argument forever. Yeah. Right? My my standard response is whatever the rules are yes. established <laughs> exactly. by yeah. the governing body. That's what we're sticking to. Yep. Because yep. the rules are EPO, no. Yeah. Wahoo trainer, sure. Yeah. Like, and so everyone has the same rules. Yeah. That's yeah. my that's my standard yeah. reply. I like to go with letter of the law versus spirit of the law. And I think that there's, I don't think we should allow these drugs to just be allowed. I, that's not at all what I'm saying. But I don't think it changes my perception of the athlete as much as it does for some people. So, because I look at it as a situation. Now, if, if it came out that Galen Rupp is doping, screw him. My you just God, don't like toss okay, him so to the fire. You just don't like Galen. Hate at him. All. Then you just don't like him before <laughs> no. doping allegations. And if he whatever, came out so. doping, I'd be like, my God, that guy had every advantage on planet Earth compared to these poor East African guys. He's still had. doped. Don't you think he's had every advantage? Every regardless? single advantage. Yeah. So if you dope on top of that. No mercy. So when you get Put into the, the spirit of the law with respect to this, yeah, where is that that little gray area? Where are you going to let them cut and cut corners, or what are you going to let them get away with? And maybe just give them a little slap on the wrist and say, "You got to stop doing that. You can't do that." As opposed yeah. to like this, it's just hard line. You're done. You're out. Or I think you're suspended. Here's the thing. I think there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about, which is yeah. like, and my theory is it's like a lot of lactic buffering kind of stuff. Yeah, which is not illegal. Therefore, oh, and that stuff fair would game. be so helpful. Oh my god, if you could yep. find just something you could take during a race, uh, even that could help lactate buffer. That's a sodium bicarbonate. Day. Yeah, seriously. I mean, people yep. do that, and then they their stomach goes berserk. But this like, is the problem with that is you got to be so careful because you will throw yourself into GI but distress. I don't think it's illegal. I. Ooh, that's a good, great question. It's, it's not. I'm pretty I sure. I should know this. I don't even know my own list. Right. It's too hard. It How many times have you been tested? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zero. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, you know, I, I, I think it's for, for me, it's, it, it's really fun. I had a friend of mine re reach out, talk with me about this because he loves talking about dope and stuff. And it is, it is so entertaining. Oh yeah. And he was, he, he hates Lance Armstrong and, and he was always saying with me, he's like, he's like, well, like, how do I know that you're not doping? And I would joke with him. I was like, yeah, I mean, like if you listen to this enough, you'd almost comically think like, I wonder if Evan's actually like doing something terribly clearly on the side because my god i'm not getting good benefit out of it if i'm <laughs> if i'm doping like, and still finishing mid-pack and be like yeah. man i am i am the the worst doper ever but i i don't even take i will you i don't I, even do ibuprofen i've i've you're like i mean Matt's, i know matt matt, matt has known i've no, i haven't taken an ibuprofen or any anti-inflammatory since i think i was a very small kid like yeah. very young hmm. i do not like putting anything so i i even had to convince myself i needed to take d3 i didn't want to take d3 for the longest time living out here i and it has nothing to do with I think for me, it's always, I wanted to see what I can do in these sports purely under my own control. Yeah. But at the same time is I don't have that big of a problem with these guys at the very top end of the sport, realizing that it's a different level of the, it's a whole other league. And if everybody around you is doing this and this is what it means to be there, then that's kind of where I give the pass. That's where the line can get crossed. Maybe, you know, and I mean, bodybuilding decided this a long time ago. Yeah. I actually just watched a really funny documentary where they talk about that. And the guy who was the original founder of bodybuilding gave the simplest quote where they said, like, how did it come to be that just drugs are just innate in this sport? 
And he said, you know what? At the very first big time bodybuilding meet, I forget the North American, whatever. He said, we tested. He was like 90% of the guys came back positive. And he's like, I wanted to suspend them. And then one of our investors who had a VIP seat, it was a $250 seat. This is back in like 1982. So $250 for a seat was a lot at that time. Came up to him and he said, I don't want to see normal people. I want to see freaks up there. He's like, you don't suspend any of those guys or I'm going to kill you. Quote, unquote, I'm going to kill you. And he was like, okay, cool. We're doping. Well, so that's kind of what cycling's done. Well, <laughs> at the end no, of the day, cycling is, no. to they're some still, extent, said nobody playing. wants to see these guys dying off at the end of these races, going ten miles an hour, and be like, "I'm going to pull out on stage 19." No, you want to see freaks. I want to see Lance Armstrong dropping Jan Ulrich with a 500 watt climb. We <laughs> all want to see freaks. If yeah. there was a cycling race that they just said there will be no testing, could you free imagine for all, that? <laughs> do would we? Would the three of us watch that race? Yes, oh, hell yeah, hundred percent. I would maybe tune into that harder than any I, race. I think I've we ever all watched. would. Yeah. I think we would. And so, hundred percent. But do you know what I would also tune into? Is if they said this is going to be a seven day stage race and we are testing obsessively. This is a clean race. I would actually tune into that too. I would Absolutely. too. I would. But here's the thing: that I would tune it's always it's the always the game. <laughs> You'd always have the game of like, okay, well. This person's taking some sort of lactic yeah. buffer that's not <laughs> testable or yeah. whatever. Like, we just don't know. I mean, that's yeah. literally what we have taking currently. Ketones. <laughs> taking ketones. Like, we have that situation currently. We're going to test. We're going to test hard. Yeah. That's what they're telling us. Yeah. And, and we tune in sometimes. Well, this is what Watt always says, and this is what these sports say. But then it's funny because, I mean, I can give you guys the inside on a iron, I mean, from triathlon professionally. <laughs> If it came out tomorrow Testing's that like most of the guys I'm racing are doping, one, I'd be surprised because I know a lot of the mid-pack guys are like career guys otherwise. And I'm like, where are you getting this money and time? Like, why are you doping right now? But if it came out that like all those guys we watch in the Olympics, you know, the guys who are smoking me by like 20, 30 minutes, they're all on something. I would not be that surprised. Be like, be oh, it'd be so easy to get away with it. Hmm. These guys get tested like twice a year. Maybe. Maybe in CAA's was we did. We, I know I a guy tested. who's been podiumed consistently, and he apparently just messaged somebody, and he he said he's right. like in my seven year career I've never been tested. Yeah, We're like dude, this guy's like making a yep. living off this sport, and he's never been tested. Have you ever been tested ever? No, in your life never. No, not once. I've been not tested, when I was more. I've been tested more than you. Matt has been oh, tested more than me. Wait, you, you did get tested in CAA's? No, I did not. Okay, so I, I was got a tested, D three athlete. I got I don't tested care about twice in twice. a cross country season, which is like three or four months. Yeah, beginning of the season at NCAA championships. Yep. And I, th- I do think that if I was on something, they would have busted me. I mean, I don't know. That's just like the scary. Well, because, you know. because you would have had to be really smart about how you cycled it. And at that Which, age, yeah. nobody knows. You know, like no 22-year-old knows how to cycle that. Is yeah. there something that you would like to take with, pretend that you never got, <laughs> you weren't going to have any ill effects of it. Yeah. You weren't ever going to get tested. Yeah. And maybe not even use it. Maybe it's at the end of your, your career when you're done. You hang yeah. it up and you're like, all right, I'm done. I'm not oh, racing. I'm not going to get tested. For sure. I would, be, it would be so much fun. Oh my God. I would take a very carefully prescribed amount of EPO oh, and uh-huh. I would go to altitude in Park City and I would train for a full year and then come back down. I you need to go to altitude. The EPO takes care of that for you. Yeah, but I want to do it all. Oh man, it, I would it, go it, it won't all help out. You. It won't help you. You don't think so? Yeah, it's double just school. It's Park City. It's the same thing. I think it's all in Park City. EPO, from what I've heard from people that have taken it. I would take a million dollars, hire McKelly Ferrari, and be like, I'm a robot for one year. Treat okay. me as a robot, and I just want to see what my 40K TT time would be. <laughs> That's it. It's all on showdown going yeah, up Larch Mountain exactly. with Guy Van. Yeah, yeah I, would, guy I, Van. Would, I would even tell Guy Van, get, Guy Van would be like, Where have you been the last year? Be like, Don't worry about it. We're going. Oh, <laughs> We're racing. We're racing right From what now. I've heard, it's like you're running and you just don't get tired. It sounds How amazing. nice is that? It sounds amazing. <laughs> so one girl that had um, like anemia problems and she couldn't, she was like a legit runner. She still yeah. is actually. And she's like 40 something. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was a legit runner. She 
you know, just Probably could not to be get supplemented her with up. something. Yeah. She had to take EPO, like yeah. prescribed. And she said, uh, didn't, didn't get tired. Stupendous. Another yeah. person I knew, this is like a friend of a friend who ran collegiately was like, I'm done with running. I just want to try some stuff. Like, like <laughs> Red did all of his own research, did yeah. EPO. He's the same thing. Like I, you just race and you don't feel tired. Like, what that's was incredible. Nef- what that was is- the Netflix um, documentary? Yeah, that Icarus. Was Icarus. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. basically what that guy did, and except it went down a way different oh, route yeah. than he thought it was going to yeah. go. That was <laughs> actually one of the best documentaries I've ever yeah, seen. That, yeah, that won awards. I mean, that's and and I know people who knew him, uh-huh. and they all hated him. Yep. Because here's the difference: he did. He didn't tell anybody he didn't in tell race anyone. that year. Yep. He didn't tell anybody in race. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that was... so that's where the Colorado road race season hates that guy. That's yeah. And rightly so. Oh, for sure. If I was ever going to do any of this stuff, I would even announce it on like my Strava and socials. Not that anybody like, follows that, like but I'd be he, like, I am doping bogus. now. Nobody allowed me into a race. I will be doing my own yeah. time. But he's making a documentary. How does it change that documentary? If he tells everybody. Oh, it changes it entirely. And so yeah. you don't yeah, get that same I, outcome, but he didn't know that that's where he that's, was going. But that's where you get respect for someone when he's yeah, like, but I'm going to try this stuff to see what it's like. Yeah. There was actually an article and on- we, And we still even talked about this where like, I mean, if I'm, so the races I'm going to, like I said, I mean, these are mid-pack pros I'm racing. If it came out that like two or three of the guys that I'm racing are doping, we would all hate them. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. Me and all these mid-pack guys would be coming out. I'm sure we'd all just be putting them on blast. And hate them. But then all of us are also like, but I'm fine with Lance Armstrong, you know? So, <laughs> but we're not racing those guys. You know, like, I'm not racing Joe Skipper, who yeah. just won Ironman Arizona. I'm not racing Sam Long. Oh, did he? Okay. And all yeah, of the communities that fit. you're a part of, how do you handle that psycholo- not psychologically, just in terms of just like your opinion of these people that you like have a very, very deep seated feeling that that yeah. person's on something. They're doing something and things just don't add up. Oh, like in a local scene? Like, it could be, like it could if you be local, it could be, it could be on. It could be local. It could be your pro scene. Yeah. Anywhere. There are a couple guys in the pro field right now that I have suspicions of just because I've seen them go from being guys around me to very fast in two years. Hmm. Yeah. There's with no other explanation. Yeah. I mean like nothing that is changing their training unless they're doing something that they're not putting up on Strava. But no, I mean, it is, it's changes that I'm like, wow, that guy's either very talented and just hit his stride. Could happen. Very well could have happened or, you know, yeah. I mean, he, they could be doing something. So who knows? It's a good hot take, Evan. I think we, that's like a whole podcast. (laughs) We do have to cover the bike trainer. Yes. You break your shoulder go, and you need to set up an indoor bike trainer. Jake, how do you do this? What do you Hot need? Hot take. The most valuable piece of kit that you can incorporate into your broken workout shoulder. for a broken shoulder, whether it be clavicle, okay. labrum, rotator cuff, whatever. Um, My buddy had this surgery and it like, it looked gross. They like shave <laughs> off part of the bone and they like attach the pectoral muscle through a different muscle. I was oh, like, nice. whoa, that looks like you're never going to do any more push-ups, buddy. Yeah. But I, I have no idea. But he likes to bike, uh-huh. and I'm thinking, he's like, uh, um, what, you know, it's going to take me a while to get back on. I'm like, it get, is. Get, get something set up there. Like, for the longest time, I, it was over three months, I wasn't allowed to put any pressure on my shoulder at all because I was waiting for the bone to heal, and then I had to have everything surgically reattached, and I had to wait for that to heal. So it was a long time where I wasn't allowed to have anything. So, so I was in a sling. three months, did you go no trainer? No, I... I I still rode. I I rode only a sparing handful amount of times um, between the time of like, you know, because when I first had the injury, my yep. shoulder basically was 
torn up from the floor. <laughs> yeah. But it was dislocated, and the, the head of the humerus was broken in half. Oh. And, and they had to put it back together. They had to uh, reduce and put it back into the socket, and then they had to let the bone heal enough to where I could actually um, put it in a position to go in and take an MRI so that they could get a full working image oh. of what was going on as soon as the bone was healed enough to do that. And then I was back in surgery a week after I had that MRI to have the bicep tendon reattached, to have the rotator cuff reattached to, um, you know, clean up the, the labrum to shave bone down and to do all the things that they had to do. So that, that, that part, the second phase of it was even worse than the first yeah. part. And that's, yeah, that was about seven ish weeks in. And at that point in time, I'm like going stir crazy. It hurt like crazy to do anything. But, um, Shortly after, as soon as I could like stand sitting on something for 30 minutes in a sling, um, I decided that I'm going to get back on the bike. And the, the doctor gave me the okay as long as I was careful and put no pressure on it, didn't use it. So Zero pressure on the shoulder. Zero pressure. It's, I yes. was riding with my arm in a sling. Right. And then what I would do was use the Wahoo desk. That is the that that thing the right ingredient. there was the key ingredient to me being able to get on the trainer and start riding again. I had to basically pull the... the the desk all the way forward. Yeah. And I had to turn the front wheel of my bike because that's what I was using at the time was my bike on the trainer. I'm on a kicker bike now, which helps it get even closer. Turn the front wheel so you could pull it even closer. And then I was basically resting my elbow on there, arm pointing forward. The good one. The good one. And then the, the other one was resting. In a, the other one was in a sling. And then I could just lightly just like, without putting any pressure on it, I could just like rest it on the, the trainer in the sling. And not then, on the trainer, on the Wahoo desk. On the desk. Am I saying trainer? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the desk. I just think it's important for yeah. So figuring this yeah, stuff out. The arm was just resting on the desk, and then I had the computer out in front of me, and mm-hmm. I would start writing. And I started with like 15 minutes, and then I went to a half an hour, and then I went to an hour, and then slowly but surely gained a little bit more what, stamina. What percentage are you like leaning forward? Are you just like zero, like nine? I was trying to up and down. I was trying to do that. I was trying to be more up and down. And the other, the second part to this whole scenario was as I was putting a uh, yoga block underneath my front wheel to lift up the front wheel so I could sit more upright, mm. so that my sits bones could be in a, a more because otherwise your neutral position probably tilted a little standard. bit. Yeah. Like, Okay. And you could theoretically change the the angle of your seat. Yeah. I didn't want to do that because sure. yeah. that's just one more thing that I had to do. Yep. <laughs> and it's just easier to just put something. Did you have your wife help you put all this stuff together? Or how did, I mean, you're not doing it with your shoulder, like putting your Wahoo desk where it goes and putting all the. I mean, I was still pretty capable with one hand, but yeah, definitely okay. I was leaning on her and other people that would help me out with that kind nice. of stuff. So um, that, that was my setup. And I did that for, gosh, the accident happened June fifth and mm-hmm. it i didn't ride outside the first time i rode outside was with you uh, and yeah, lance yeah. and it was like in december-ish if i'm not mistaken so on a sunny yeah, five day. months of yeah and the trainer was set up upright like that for a while yeah it was like five or six almost six months that 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 was my mo that was how i rode i've got pictures of it and it was uh not comfortable and um you got to make sure that you have the right saddle too that's the third part of this and okay. if you're if, if you don't have that angle just right and you're sitting really upright on the trainer and you're, you know, kind of cockeyed a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit of the side, because it's hard to sit dead center and, right. and, and stabilize yourself. You always kind of find yourself leaning to the, 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 the stronger arm. Yep. Yeah. If you don't have a good uh, saddle too, if the saddle's the, the wrong saddle for you, you're going to know really quickly. So, mm. okay. That was, that was my experience and that, well, that's what worked well for me. And anybody that has a shoulder injury, I, I really feel bad for them, but you can do it. Yeah, you can. I think that's the key is knowing that it's like you can't, you don't have to just do nothing. Yep. You can set something up, but you really need to have something come up over the bike. Yeah. So that you have that as kind of 
your yep. stabilizing piece. Yep. And th- again, the Wahoo desk was the key piece of, of equipment right. there. And what I like about the Wahoo desk is it's very easy to adjust the height of it going up and down. Yep. It's a very sturdy and stable platform. Yep. It's got wheels so it can roll in and out quite easily. Um, was it hard to get on and off the bike? No. You're fine. No. It, 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 as a matter of fact, man. exactly. And just kind of get one leg over and you can just take your time, you know? Yep. Um, that there are other options though, because the, the Wahoo desk, the downside about it, it's expensive. Yeah. They're $300 now. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. It's got like little slots in it to put an iPhone. You can stand it up or an, uh, an iPad. You've got, they feel the, like there's some alternatives that I've seen reviews for, yep. and I just haven't ever picked one up. I can't give you any off the top of my head, but I know that you can get them on Amazon and I've seen people build stuff out of plywood and two by fours. Yep. I mean, I'm sure Ikea has a nicely sized bookshelf and you could take <laughs> parts of the bookshelf out and yeah. then just leave the top parts and probably make a pretty good one. Yeah. True. Um, the last thing is just make sure that if you're riding on a trainer, because you are getting on and you're, you're leaning quite hard. If you're using something with quick release, Make sure that the quick oh, release yeah. is nice and like like sturdy Ooh. in there. You want to make sure that you don't like actually put too much. Um, like if you stand on the pedal and it's uh, yeah. wanting it to like lean to the side, it yeah. might come unclipped or un, un, uh, attached to the trainer, yeah. and then you're falling over, and then you've got all kinds of like madness. I prefer yeah. just the, tuck and roll. Don't bring the arm out. Yeah. Just tuck. Just through axles. The way to go there. Fine. Do not touch <laughs> yeah. that shoulder. Through axle. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be your ideal setup. But there's a lot of people that are using old bikes, rain bikes, any kind of crappy bikes yep. that they can put on a trainer. Trek, trek bikes. Yeah. <laughs> if you're riding quick. <laughs> release always always Crappy make sure that bikes. that thing is that's the only on place that bike should be yeah yep. that's where so it lives that's my hot take because that, that wahoo desk is worth its weight in gold for awesome those that are coming off of shoulder injuries do you want to say anything real quick you, you got nope. one, one minute save it save it for the next time cool that was our hot take Boom. one last thing run around the table real quick go oh happy thanksgiving everybody um yeah s- kicking or sticking you staying home yeah, I was staying home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got my little brother and Cassie's uh, sister and then her parents coming up for Thanksgiving. So Sweet. we'll be doing Thanksgiving here. Yes, and that's about it. And then I'm going to be going to sunny Palm Springs and, you know, a couple days after that. And I'll be calling in and saying, oh, you know, guys, I'm just, just cruising around know, Prague. Just cruising around Prague right now, you know, just going down to the Greek <laughs> islands. Just, I don't know, we might hop on a boat here soon. You know, what are you guys doing? That was a cold up there. That sucks. Oh, hey, Tom Pickock, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, Biking exactly. in the rain? Biking in the rain? Oh, that okay. sucks. Yeah, you know, Zwift's fun, though. You know, you know, it was a Belgian route there. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah, one last thing. Uh, I posted a video last week. I don't remember. Friday? Oh, the Wahoo. Yeah. The Wahoo uh, Rome. Rome version 2. That video is bombing. Why? I don't know. David Goodman said it was my best video ever. I he, I can't tell yeah. if he's being sarcastic or not. <laughs> I bet he's being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's not. It's 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 neither good nor bad. It's well, the same as a lot of my videos, right? This is but why like, I love David. Is because you don't know. You don't he's know. Being sarcastic, I actually have no right? idea. You have no idea. I'm like, I, I send him a question like like the little like emoji like. But yeah, like, it's your best video it. ever. Like maybe. <laughs> is, anyway, is he being serious? Uh, yeah, probably sarcastic. I don't think it's a bad video. I think it's a normal video, and uh, you guys should go watch it because you're the only ones that will. I watched it. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's not bad. You just got to go back to clickbait. I give it the very you're first not, thumbs up. Clickbait is my key. Clickbait. Clickbait yeah. is the key. You need to be like, yeah. is Wahoo done? Question mark, question mark. Wahoo, yeah. Wahoo cancels all yeah. bike computers. Is Matt leaving his family forever? Question yes. mark, question mark. No, and then you're like, like, no just no, for this no, bike ride, yeah. No. <laughs> But uh, but that one also talks about the summit segments, yeah, which yeah. everyone should update their Wahoo bike computers to experience. That's pretty cool. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't work on yours. Dang it. I had it's it's only on the Bolt version That's fine. too. I just not ride on, on my TT Bolt. bike at Lower River Road, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. you're not doing a lot of elevation. I'm not doing climbing you now. would like the climbing stuff. Borrow, I would. I'd borrow, love borrow, borrow mine sometime. Actually, I will borrow this before we go to Hawaii because we're doing that volcano climb, and I actually want to try to get that leaderboard. I think I'm going to be in Hawaii. I actually want to try and be up that leaderboard. I'm going to be in Hawaii at the same time. Okay, can I borrow your computer? Yes. Yes. Good. Do you want to take some video of us doing that day when we're going up the Mm, volcano? We'll see. Okay. Just tell the family that, you know, you'll be back in eight hours. Ah. (laughs) That is going to be a big day for you if you're going to the top. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, we're going to the top. I'm very excited. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, my one last thing is uh, just like having happy Thanksgiving for starters, but we do have, um, it's that time of year. We do have the ugly Christmas sweater ride coming up. Mm. Oh yeah. And what that will be, that? that will be the first Saturday in December, which is December 3rd. I will be. You'll be gone? <laughs> in California. <laughs> You're going to be <laughs> Palm Springs that weekend? I Well, that, that next day is the race. Oh, yeah. the 4th is? Dang yeah. it. I'm yeah. oh. swim. I think I'm going to swim meet. But I'm putting it in here anyway. <laughs> All right. Either so December 3rd, we will have the ugly Christmas sweater ride. I think it's the 7th annual, if I'm not mistaken. I got to go back and double check well, that. Well, but I think it's, it might be longer than that. That thing's been going on forever. I think it's the 7th one. Mm-hmm. And we will uh, be doing our, our normal little route. We'll go have some coffee. We'll probably go back down there and visit the good folks at Hidden River Roasters and, and do a little photo op down there. And that'll kick off our Bikes for Kids um, fundraising campaign which is going to be pretty awesome and to be careful on lower river we've Flat already had Central. some pretty big commitments for that and yeah i think we're already up around like three thousand dollars wow. i need to and we I haven't even to... started fundraising yet yeah. that's fantastic that's, so that's very good yep what were you gonna say matt i said i need to dump some money towards that because you can be entered to win those glasses or something there's like glasses on the front is that what that thing is um well it the glasses are free if you make a donation to the Dow Juniors program. Oh, that's different. But that's hey, different. if you want to be entered into some, I'll, I'll, I'll make that happen. Donate some money, and I can get you some glasses. Please so. do some that. sort of, <laughs> some sort of like goes toward the coaches, and they'll just take down and buy your glasses. Okay, how about that? Anyway, these are like the whatever the glasses that have like the heads up, up display. display on the inside of them. Yeah, they were donated to the Juniors oh, program, so okay. we're um, we're trying to raise a few bucks here. Um, David Root. Oh, Root. Yeah. Wow. Quite sure how he happened. Across those, but uh, yeah, we donated them. So anyway, let's uh, let's put a pin in this one, and we'll uh, do it again next week. And we do appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back next week with another one. And until then, bye for now. Bye.